Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 138 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make that theater happen. Just a quick reminder that you can download and subscribe to the podcast from the Apple Podcast app or from iTunes. That way your feed will be automatically updated when we release episodes. But you can also listen to us on many other fine podcast streaming services such as Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Please rate and review our podcast if you have a spare 30 seconds and help us reach more theater lovers out there around the globe. And now for this week's podcast. There's a new Florian Zeller play in the West End. How many times you hear that recently? It's not, not the first time, right? But it is a good thing. If you do hear that sentence, you know you're heading for a great evening in the theater. So book your tickets to this one. This offering, The Sun finishes off a trilogy of plays following the father and the mother, both hitting London stage with the latter playing at the Tricycle Theatre, which soon after became the Kiln Theatre, the same theatre that brings us the transfer of the sun. It's all very exciting, isn't it? And regardless of where they end up, Zeller's plays seem to resonate with the audiences that, uh, that come in and with critics alike, winning nominations and awards aplenty, not only here but around the globe with the height of the storm currently taking Broadway by storm and generating some Tony Award buzz. On this side of the Atlantic, The Sun, starring a quartet of incredibly talented actors, lit up the Kiln Theater, garnering rave reviews before announcing a transfer to the Duke of York's theater early on in its run, something that the cast uh, talk about. Michael Longhurst's production, uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's a hard-hitting, brutal play about teen depression broken relationships, new relationships, stressed loyalties. I mean, even as I'm saying this, there's so, so much more in this play to discover. Um, it almost warrants a second and third viewing. I had the opportunity to sit down with the principals in the cast just before warm-up and literally as they were making their way into their dressing rooms. Amaka Ogafor, John Light, Laurie Coniston, and Amanda Abington. Uh, I sat down with them to discuss the play's themes, the rehearsal process, and uh, the audience reactions, among other things. Have a listen. Uh, my name is Amaka Okafor, and I play Sophia in the show. Okay. Uh, John Light, and I play Pierre. It's, you guys play a couple who are uh, n- going through a lot of new things, having to do with <laughs> also, it's a new relationship, new child, and a new situation with an old relationship and an older child. Um, I, I would love to talk about, I saw you guys this week and it was devastating. I was devastated by this play. I have to be honest. Like it was just so real. Um, and you get sucked in. Like the, the audience, I, I, from where I was sitting, we're leaning in mm-hmm. and that's always a good thing. That's cool. But um, when you started this process, were you aware of the delicate situation and the balance that you might have to bring to the stage. We've chatted before we've recorded the, of the response that you get during Q's, Q&As and things. Um, yeah, well, I think, well, I mean, when the audition first came through and I read read it and thought about Sophia, at first I was like, ooh, 
I can't get I can't step into this person mm. and then the more I prepared for it the more for the audition the more I just sort of fell in love with her and she's she's a really complex difficult character mm. and I love that about her now and I feel like my parents are separated and I watched them do that and watched them do it quite badly um, and then you so I just feel like I'm 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 quite close to this situation and I sort of relish playing it out the the the, the nuances between different partners and mm. a new uh, a sort of stepson situation and having a new baby which you know I know what that's like and mm. being and, and a relationship starting in a place that you feel like because it, it, it's all, it's a bit hazy about whether they had an affair or not. Yeah. And so we talked about that quite a lot in rehearsals and I sort of was like, oh, well, I need to know if they did or not. I need to know if they did because I need to know what kind of person she is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. all of that stuff is quite um, hot. Yeah. I suppose like the, the, the follow-on to that was like, it's quite, because it could go quite elastic of how big you can play that or how, how small you can play that relationship or how, you know, Observationally, you play it quite delicately. So when you do things like dance with your son, like it becomes this lovely moment. John might. <laughs> He's got the I moves. I had no idea. You... <laughs> no. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> when we reduce this to like boilerplate, this is a play that that, that delves. It's about mental health issues. That's just boilerplate. That is like mm. the base level, but it's so much more mm-hmm. than that. T- table work. Did you guys do a lot of table work? We did loads, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's really important. Like, there's a duty of care here in this yeah. type of show, isn't there? Yeah. Is it Laurie? Hey, come and sit down. Come on in. Sit down. Sit down. We're good. We're good. Join us. Join us. Hey, dude. You guys. Yeah. We're just yeah. We're just talking about tape table work and stuff that you did. Just because I I think in a show that is that has a message is powerful or has undertones anything like what people can take from it. Yeah. There's a duty of care. I think to present a story because people will go away and feel angry yeah. or introspective or yeah we we did an absolute load of table work to, build, to the point when we thought when are we going to get on our feet on it was at feet. least two weeks wasn't it mm. yeah and we had specialists come in and talk to us about this kind of stuff as well yeah um, you always remember their actual roles really well what yeah, so we had a child psycho- psychologist mm-hmm. yeah. and a family mediator so someone who specialises in divorce and young people's behaviour when families split up mm. which was just I mean so valuable to have them there yeah. just even to to be able to justify some things in the script to us where you go oh these these are real things that they really do happen and just you know if you have questions you can ask them and they give you a definitive answer and you're like that's brilliant because we read it and there were some some bits where we were just like Oof, this feels a bit harsh man mm, yeah. like this really feels like really would you really do that and they they, they it was so um validating for them mm. they came in and they literally went i know this child i yeah. know this family i see them all the time and we were like fuck okay this is real and it's a responsibility yeah. sure uh, there are things that are said and things that are done that the scene that you, uh, the 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 fight that you guys have, you know, I, the rage. Like I'm in there as a father, going, J- I feel like doing that, but don't do it. I feel like doing yeah, that. But yeah, oh, yeah. oh God, just tell him what's what. Yeah. Right. Oh, don't. I mean, that is the struggle. Yeah. Um, uh, what what was that like finding it in the room in rehearsal? Well, the first thing that happened was we were, it, the rehearsal was set up so that there was there was actually so there was quite a lot of 
fun. It was a sort of happy place to begin yeah. with. So we mm. started the day dancing, and we started the day just, and we, you know, we all got on well quickly. But then um, the rehearsal room was always a mess as well. We never uh, a mess on stage, so we never cleared that I mess found up. That really hard. Yeah, I'm walking in at ten o'clock in the morning, it's and we, because it's from scene four onwards. Yeah. So there's sixteen, no, fourteen scenes. Yeah. The rest of the show where it's a mess, and walking in that at 10 o'clock in the morning especially if you know that you've got a hard scene to do mm. and the whole place is just An a tip absolute tip so yeah. I, I would occasionally brush so that so the um, it was marked out on the floor the mm. stage was marked out so I'd occasionally brush all the debris just onto the stage so at least the, the areas the around it were clean that's fascinating because um, you just can't think straight no yeah. it's horrible and now I don't even notice it on no. stage at all you can walk on it without yeah. wow I, 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 it's quite I, I, fun that challenge. It's yeah. great. Well, as an audience member, I was going, is is somebody, somebody clean? <laughs> yeah, somebody clean that up. I try and is clean as much as I can in mm. there. But those moments are fantastic up. because you, there are the moments when you do need a bit of clarity. When when you when you feel like okay, there's, I have to do something to help clear up a bit of this mess. Yeah, mm. so well. Yeah, but that's in the script. That's yeah. written at yeah. that point that Sophia tidies up and and is written in in the same way that Nicholas trashes the place and nobody notices. Mm. Um, and you know, Mike and the design team have done a brilliant job of like making that quite so impressive. Mm. But still, it, it, it's there from the, from the writing. It's in the writing. Yeah. yeah, and I think Florian, in his other stuff, I remember watching The Father and just the things that he clearly written into the stage yeah. directions to make you as an audience feel like you're the one on stage yeah. um, was fascinating. I think he's yeah. so good at that. His... his um observations on family life are pretty astute yeah. uh, and it's in the minutiae the little, little things that happen um, that call back um, I would love to know as actors how you get through this show eight times a week when that struggle is so like you guys look exhausted by the end of it and I was exhausted watching I was frustrated <laughs> um, you know do you mean how are we protecting our own mental yeah, health? How do you do well, that? But also just as, you, as your craft, you have to keep yourself physically fit, mm -hmm. mentally fit, through through this. I mean, because a lot of people don't know what we have to do in this industry to keep ourselves okay mm. uh, for eight shows a week. I love exercise. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love exercising, so I'll exercise at least four times a week. Mm -hmm. Like go for a run or go to the gym. Um, I also have a five-year-old, mm. so that just grounds me straight away. Mm. Um, and I love these people that I'm working with, so I really enjoy that. I have therapy once a week, which is I've had for about a year, mm -hmm. and it has like become a massive sort of tool in my life yeah. that I'm just really enjoying. So that's quite helpful. And I just really enjoy doing the play. Yeah. I feel like I messed up or something. I just, I really enjoy doing it. And also, like, I have a little sister. And watching the play and seeing Nicholas's behaviour has helped me understand her. Yeah. And has helped me to know what to do to help her. Which is literally just be around her. Yeah. And don't push it. And she's just, over the last couple of days, started opening up and telling me stuff without me pushing it because I've just been like, I'm here, I'm just gonna be here, I'm mm. just gonna be here. Which the play's helped me learn how to do that. That's and incredible. she came and saw the play as well. Yeah, didn't she? she absolutely loved it. Do you yeah. get people talking to you much after the show? Do you get people coming up and and and, and have, having to feeling compelled yeah. to ask you questions Definitely. or to say something? 
I think it it was more apparent at the kiln theatre where we were on before because it was such a small place that we'd all kind of walk through the bar where everyone was having a drink afterwards and people would just really kind of be there with you and sometimes that is quite a lot to deal with after a show but also like there's loads of moments where people will say oh this this play made me understand my sister or what she went through or um, my godson went through a similar mm. thing and now it's kind of answered some questions and it and it didn't feel like a voyeuristic thing but it felt quite cathartic that we were able to now talk about it and and lots of parents would come with their children and and that kind of thing and that that's great to be yeah. to be in a production where people are actually being able to talk to each other after it yeah. i think is uh, it's a really cool thing please play differently in different spaces mm-hmm. um much smaller obviously much different setup how was that was that a challenge for you guys coming into a different space bringing this story to a, a much bigger back wall and, and everything else uh no no it wasn't that difficult it's um the set is uh actually narrower this the, the kiln's got a wider stage mm-hmm. so we actually we've lost a, co- a couple of panels either side of the stage okay the main difference is, is it's quite it's higher like the um so there's three tiers that we now have to perform, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It's even though it's twice the size of an audience, maybe even a bit more. It's a lot. It's not the intimacy isn't lost. The audiences have been just as good. I mean, it, it got tremendous reviews. Yeah. At the kiln. So is there, I, you know, the follow-on logical question: Is there a, a kind of, um, I don't know. Do you feel a pressure to kind of it comes into town? Yeah. Bigger houses. Is there a pressure? Do you have a? You know, responsibility to make sure that that same story is told here for a bigger audience or, or anything else. Oh yeah, 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 but also we sort of no, we don't get this isn't for free. We didn't know quite what we had mm. in terms of it when we were in Kilburn um, at the kiln, but the um, we found out quite soon afterwards that we were going to come here, and then we had a lot of time off. And actually, when we came back to it, mm. it was sort of it sort of sunk into our bones a bit. So mm, yeah. actually, delivering and serving the play is. It's um, it's in us now. Yeah. As soon as the play starts, we're all together. Yeah. We're all in a band, and we are yeah. all giving it's it. It's better up. now than it was in the kiln. Yeah. But when we fa- when I found out I was going into town, I shit myself because I was like, oh, <laughs> how are we yeah. going to do it? Again? How are we yeah. going to do it again? How is it going to be as good? At least yeah. as good. Yeah. And because it was so packed for that long, we did seven how weeks, and it was pretty. It, it yeah. was pretty sold out every yeah. night. So it was like all those patrons had come to see it. Will they come again? And that kind of thing. But the great thing about this one is that most nights there is a school group there yeah. of like That's great. 15 upwards and yeah. those are so the people the I people. wanted to be coming to see this show because yeah. we didn't really get that in Kilburn mm. because it did, as you say, do well in the reviews. It got pretty sold out pretty quickly, quickly. and there wasn't room for 50 kids to come every night. Um, but it's really been happening and yeah. that's been so cool and you can hear them. I have like a bit of time before the show starts where I'm on stage just kind of doing a bit of pre-show. Graffiti. <clears throat> bit of graffiti. Let's, let's, talk you know, what it, let's call it what it is. Let's call it um, what it is. But yeah, I can hear all the kids and they're, they're all up there and they're all kind of like excited and I remember what I was like when I was that age going to watch a show and it was, yeah. it was well cool. Yeah. So um, it's really nice to have them here. You guys need to go um, warm up. I, I would just like to ask what you'd like people to, to take away from the show, um, you know, I know it's it's, it's a that's a broad scoped question. I think, for me, um, trying to meet the people who are in your life 
where they are as in trying not to drag them to where you want them to be or to where you expect them to be but try and just see where they're at and respond to where they're at I know that sounds really arty farty but like oh, that's, great. that's yeah. what I think it's not at all yeah, yeah making <coughs> making space to really listen to each other I think is an important thing because there are times in this play where we don't do it and things go wrong and people get frustrated mm. but there would be times where if you just sat and really listened to someone and really talked to them and didn't give them a loaded question or a loaded answer and just sat and listened I think things would be different because if you're not a professional you're an amateur and the thing about these parents are they think they're doing what's best for their yes. kids yes. but you know and it's only towards the end of the play we always thought it was quite harsh language from the doctor like he's yes. finally in good oh. hands or love isn't enough, love will not be enough. Oh. And, you know, this isn't a, a parent's thing, it's a psychiatrist. You know, it's things like that. So you, to listen and also not to necessarily give something that you're not qualified to do. You may feel like you know the answer and you may feel like you think you know what's best for someone who is going through these kind of things, but you just got to be there for them and take them on their terms. Yeah. Mm. And um, that's what you know the mistakes that they make they they make them the parents make them in this play but they don't make them with bad intentions no. or that's, or that's absolutely trying. correct they're just trying to be <coughs> the best and they're trying mm. and but also they they see what they see and they see what they want to see because of your own shit because of your own shit thank you thank you i saw it this week this past week and um wow <laughs> wow it was really <laughs> tough to watch yes but I'm so glad I did it, and I was I wanted to shout at the stage, oh my lord! Um, <laughs> great script. I love Florian Zeller's writing. I've seen a couple of his things before. I saw oh, the truth. I saw okay. the father. Um, I, how easy a yes was this? But knowing that the content was quite spectacularly like whew, brutal, yeah. it, when you read the script, how uh, did it just? Well, I didn't. I, I sort of didn't read the script before. I in my head I'd said yes because I got sent it. And I, I read the email from my agent and he said, this is a play that's going to be being done at the kiln. It's Florian Zeller, mm. Mike Longhurst is directing and John Light's in it. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I have to read it, actually. Mm. I, you know, those three things, those four things mm. alone were, were sort of, they, they, they drew me. And then I read it and I was blown away by it. Yeah. I, was, I was like, I, I think I read it in about 40 minutes because I just, it's one of those I mean, he's an amazing writer, Florenzella. Yeah. He's very good at, at writing. Very, um, he writes quite flowery. It's quite because it's translated. It feels sometimes it feels slightly left field and mm -hmm. a little bit surreal, but actually it makes perfect sense. And 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 he writes so well, beautifully for women as well, which is really nice. Um, and so it, when I read it, and then I, f I found out her character, my character. And then when I found out what happened at the end, it was a, it was sort of a no-brainer because yeah. I wasn't expecting that ending. Yeah. I thought, oh, when 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 you know when he comes back, it's yeah. like, oh, he's, he's okay. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. a blip. Yeah. So that ending really for me was like, gosh, that's amazing. I you must hear it, um, and maybe you heard it more at the kiln just because of the the way that the theatre is yeah. set out. And but the, around me, there there were audible gasps. Yeah, we get a lot of that. How amazing that yes. you've got to the end of your play and the people are leaning in, yeah. leaning forward and going. Yes, it's amazing. And also, we never, we never, I've never had a bad, I've never heard a bad word about it. You know, mm. sometimes you're in a play and people go, well, it wasn't really for me. But this, I've only ever had positive feedback from people that, you know, and, 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 
people come out and say I didn't I, I didn't enjoy it but I did enjoy it I feel I feel really weird about saying I enjoyed it but I did enjoy it but not in the way that you're supposed to enjoy a theatre play and I yeah. think it does it's one of those plays that it's a really hard one to categorise I think because it's it there is some enjoyment in it and it's not all doom and gloom despite the content and it is devastating yeah. but there is there is something about it that makes you want to hug your loved ones tighter and I think that's what he does beautifully yeah um, you know, I, I go home I've every got night. Ch- you just give yeah. me ch- <laughs> but it, you know, it yeah. is. It's, it's one of those pieces where it's just, the, as I say, the content is devastating. But ultimately, it's there is a feeling of like looking up. There is a feeling of looking out for those mistakes mm. and making sure we're all okay. Not only as a family, but as a society. You know, mm. I think it's important. These these this message is very very important, particularly now with everything that's going on. Yeah. With the you know the upheaval and the uncertainty and the and the viciousness coming out of America and here yeah. and it's like this is the sort of play that actually makes you go we need to look closer to home and just start yeah. in our own back garden and cuddle each other more and love each other more. Absolutely, yeah. uh, but on um, the the other side of that was that the scene I was telling John and Laurie that um, the the scene where they fight like mm. I was wanting John to shout at him but then when John shouted at yeah. him I went oh. Do- yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. that. Please don't, don't do that. Do that. Yeah. But but I was so frustrated. Yeah. And um, and wanted action, but I I didn't know when I was yeah. begging him to yeah. go just shake yeah. him by the collars. Yeah. Oh God, no! Don't. No, don't, don't actually don't do that. It's don't. one of those. But that's the thing oh. about this play because you know people that come to see it and and I think I think this is true about it is that you at different points in the play you like every character and you are so frustrated and angry with every character because you know everyone is is, is in their own bubble and not listening to each other mm. and so it, it you go you just want to shake them go look look this is what's happening and and you shouldn't be doing this and then you go oh but I feel really sorry for you and that's why they're doing that yeah. and that's why they're it's one of those beautifully layered plays that makes you literally in a scene go oh oh yeah you know how do you, as it like, because we have a lot of actors listening to the podcast, you come on, it, is, it starts like that. Yeah. It starts with, he's yeah. not well. And yeah. so how, how do you get to that point? Because, I mean, well, we all have different methods. But, yeah. you know, you come in, there is no gentle, it yeah. is like, our son is not well. Yes, yeah. It's straight away. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I think with Mike Longhouse, our director, mm. he started, he set out very early on, he made it out, he made us very clear that... It, this is a, a piece of storytelling. So in the rehearsal room, we'd have music and we'd dance and we'd play games, which would counterbalance the the, the visceral impact mm. that you get in each scene. And so you kind of, you manage it as an actor before you go, as a, it's storytelling. So, it, you know, you, you, you want to hit the ground running and you want to tell this story as accurately and as authentically as possible. So it is, it, I, that's one of my favorite scenes, the opening one, because yeah. also you have no idea where it's going at that point. You think, what the hell is this? These two people standing opposite each other, shouting at each other, getting mm. really angry with each other. What is this? And that's when it starts to unravel, but it's a great opening. It's also, but it's great opening, you also titter. Like we're yes, laughing, there's yeah. giggles because we go, Absolutely, oh god, yeah, yeah. we had that argument. And before. there's a, there's, it, a, there's loads of laughs in the two hospital scenes. You yes, know, it's like which which is which is, and I think people just go, oh god, it's great, I can laugh. You know, there was a, there was a little. I laughed when he said he's in a, he's finally in a safe place. Yeah, I laughed. I let a little giggle. A lot I was of like, people do that. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know if that was because I, yeah. <laughs> I looked around and went, oh god. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> 
Should Was I? that okay? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Um, but I heard from the other, from the other fellas, your colleagues, mm. how much of a, like you guys felt like a family. You were together, yeah. like the rehearsal process. Very early was, on. was great. Brilliant. Very yeah. early on, I think. And sitting around a table for a couple of weeks to mm. kind of, to go into that, yeah. diving in together made yes. it so absolutely. And also, we were very lucky because we had five weeks rehearsal, That's so very we, good we had the luxury of having a couple of weeks where we could just sort of get to know each other and be mm. and trust each other and tell stories and and talk about personal experiences you know to do with depression and suicide and things like yeah. that so we were in a very safe place and you, you know you do have to be in a safe place with something like this and by safe place I mean that you have to trust your co-stars and yeah. you have to like them you really have to we all have to like each other and I think Mike was very um, instrumental in getting actors who aren't um, idiots or yeah. aren't assholes you know what I mean they yeah, are yeah, actually yeah. actually very decent people who do their job and know oh their craft. God, I mean, I can't no imagine egos. having an asshole in this, in this cast Absolutely. because it would, it would kill it. Yes, it would. There's, there can't be any egos on stage, yeah. and there, there is a, there is a, you know, there could be quite yeah. easily, especially with the two main leads, you know, yeah. Laurie's character and John's character. You know, they could be like these really arrogant people, and actually, they're not. The, the two are the most generous actors yeah. I've ever worked with, and and I think you need that in a yeah. piece like this. And and so Mike was very careful about getting actors that, that aren't that, that leave their egos at the door just a couple more questions first yeah. is the, the transfer because um, you uh, found out early on that you were kind of coming in it was such yes. a success in yeah. the film I mean um, was there the, the other guys didn't feel the pressure I mean I don't want to leave the witness but um, they you know there is a there's almost a, an expectation or a responsibility mm. to kind of go yeah. oh it was a hit there we yes. got to come in here and, yeah. and perform and, yeah. and do something so um, did you feel that at all? Uh, yeah. Because the house is different Slightly. as well. Slightly, an and also it's a different. It's a different audience. Yeah. You know, it's a different audience. So there is a different. Um, we do have a different reaction. Um, there, the, 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 both both the Kiln audiences and the Duke of York, York audiences are incredible, and they're always along for the ride. But yes, it, there, there is there is a. I think there was a pressure not for it to become too West Endy. That yeah. we still wanted to keep the authenticity of the piece yeah. and the truthfulness of it. And I think we've managed to do that, mainly because we're in the Duke of York's and it's such an intimate space. Mm. I think anything larger, we would have lost a lot of the, um, the, the 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 finite kind of you know layers of yeah. the piece. Um, but yeah, I was I, I was excited about bringing it in because I think I wanted more people to see it because it, it's a story that I think needs to be seen by people. Yes, a lot of kids. Need yeah, to see this, absolutely. Like, and we do like get kids. a lot of students in to come and see it, um, and they're all very positive about it and really lovely. And and uh, it's a different audience, but it's an equally as lovely audience. I mean, mm. as I say, we've never had I've never heard anything bad or anything you know sniffy about it. Mm. Whereas in some past productions, of course you're gonna you're gonna hear that, but this is completely yeah. like people are very encouraging about it, and um, I don't only think that's because of the subject matter. I think it's because of the writing and the directing and the, how the care that's been taken yeah. in in directing it. I I think yeah. I mean, this is gonna go out, and you, people have a couple of weeks to come see it, yeah. and they should, they should, they should. What what would you like people to leave with I, when they leave the I mean, I they will talk. Yeah, they will. I mean, I do, what I want, what I love, what I would love people to go away feeling is that is that is, is just the idea of checking in with people that you love and people that you care about. Because sometimes we don't, because we all live in this crazy world. We're all really busy, mm. and sometimes we neglect people that are close to us, or we just think they're doing fine. And I think what this play highlights is just being aware of the people around you that maybe they might not be okay so you just check in and and ask questions and give hugs 
and make sure we are all okay because I think we d- we don't do that enough anymore. I think we are so caught up in what's going on yeah. that we don't we don't check in with the people that we love most, and that's what I hope people will take away from this play. Amaka Ogafor, John Light, Laurie Connison, and Amanda Abington from the Company of the Sun, playing at the Duke of York's Theatre until the 4th of November. Now, before I go, just a few housekeeping bits. If you're a theatre professional, you know what to do. Head on over to curtaincallonline.com and sign up for a free profile page. All you have to do is create an account with an email address, make up a cool password, and away you go. You have to follow us on all the socials for all kinds of content. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Curtain Call. And you can follow me personally at John Schwab, J-O-H-N-S-E-H-W-A-B. Well, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast, get in touch with us via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned, or write to me at john at curtaincallonline.com. Now, just, uh, just around the corner, if you're looking to attend the best networking opportunity you're going to get all year, you can rub shoulders with producers, general managers, stage managers, casting directors, directors, writers, anyone you need to know to put on a show. Then you, you, you need to go to tppsuperconference.com and book your tickets today. It's over in New York, and there's been never been a better time to travel. It's just before Thanksgiving. It's really cheap to get there. I promise you. Look it up. And don't forget to use the code CURTAIN19, all capital letters, uh, to get your discount. CURTAIN19. Book it. Make sure you find us when you're there. Now, it just leaves me to say a huge thank you to Amaka Okafor, John Light, Lori Kynaston, Amanda Abingdon, and the entire company of The Sun at the Duke of York's Theatre. And especially some um, shout-outs to company manager Heidi Leonard for orchestrating events and to Kate Morley PR and Riona for assisting me in uh, setting up the proceedings. The Sun will end its limited run on the 4th of November, so I urge you, urge you, urge you, if you haven't, go see it. It's a brilliantly written, acted, and directed show. Uh, and if you have teenage kids, maybe maybe take them with you. It will start a discussion. And that is only, only a good thing. You will not be sorry. And there's still some incredible tickets to be had. So, uh, go. Thanks for listening to the Curtain Call Theater Podcast. And I will catch you all next week. Bye. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.